sleigh bells ring Are you listening in the lane? Snow is glistening A beautiful sight We're happy tonight Walking in the winter wonderland Gone away is the bluebird Here to stay is a new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in the winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman Then pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job when you're in town Oh, are we on? (laughs) Good morning, welcome to Love Pass, Love Talk I, I don't know if we're on, are we on? Welcome, it's, what is it, Tuesday? Happy Tuesday, y'all. I hope everybody is well and in good spirits. That's what I hope. Um, let's see. I cleaned up my desk yesterday, so now I feel like I don't know where the damn thing is. <laughs> that's all. That's that's what I know. Uh, Harry, that was so not a good way to get me on. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, my God. Hello, good morning, happy Tuesday. I think we're gonna get some rain in the elm. Um, what do I want to talk about? Oh, a uh, couple of things. I see the Wiz is making his way back to Broadway. I am so excited by that. Now, mind you, I have not seen The Lion King, but I will go and see The Wiz. That was the first Broadway thing I've seen. Uh, I was a kid. And then it was one of the first plays I've done as a kid. So I'm hyped for it. I I guess I should say something about Elika running for mayor again. This is what I'll say. Please, somebody, step forward and run for mayor. Somebody, anybody, somebody, step forward and run for mayor. Somebody, anybody, step forward and run for mayor. That's that's how I feel about that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ah, it's just too much, too much to think about, too much to worry about. But that's just, that was just, I was still, I was thinking maybe he was going to do like Luke Bronin in Hartford and say, you know what, it's been, it's been real. I'm going to go do something else. I was thinking maybe he was ha- going to have that kind of conversation. No such luck. <laughs> no such luck anyway enough of that i've got days and days and days ahead of me to talk about that and believe me you i'm gonna talk about that um what else is going on everybody's raving about um the show wednesday i love it i'm halfway through and then i just stop watching because i'm gonna come back to it it's fun it's fun it's fun it's fun it's campy uh it's interesting I love that whole dance scene. She's the only one at the white party in black. And that's how you do it. (laughs) That's how you do it. I love it. Um, Let's see. What else did I want to say? So, yeah, I'm watching that on Netflix. Uh, I'm going to skip Will Smith's Emancipation. I I just can't do any (sighs) more slave movies. And this is based on a true story. And I get it. 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 But I don't want to deal with that. 
Uh, hey, Georgia. And I know people in Georgia, listen, today is your day. I mean, I, if, there, if I know one thing for true is that early voting bodes well for Democrats. So it is my hope and wish and desire that he comes up on top. I listened to that Herschel Walker fool talking about pronouns and how he's tired of pronouns and done with pronouns. I don't, I, I, you know, I always, I always think you just can't get more stupid. You can't get stupider. And I know stupid is not a word, but God knows it ought to be. And, and, and he proves me wrong at every turn. Like just when I think, no, he won't, he can't, not even. And he proves me wrong. At every turn, every single turn. He's just stupid. I mean, this is a level of stupid. I, I just not, I don't know. I don't, I don't know this level of stupid. I don't, I just don't know it. And so that's why I think I'm so annoyed and traumatized by it. Because <laughs> I'm so not familiar with it. I don't get it. And I, and I, and I, and it, it, it is very, it is very apparent and clear to me why they want him. And by that, I mean the Republican Party because he's stupid and he appeals to a stupid base. I mean, he is stupid and he appeals to that base, you know, and, and, you know, a cat from Texas is going to step into Georgia and, you know, listen, it's all the United States. I get it. But do these people really, these Georgians really think he's going to represent their interests? He's not going to be able to do a damn thing. He's stupid. And he's going to be stupid in, in Congress. I, I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And, 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 I, and I get it. I do get it in a sense that they will go far and wide and low to have this kind of candidate. It says a lot about what they think of Georgians and what they think of this country. It is quite telling. It is quite telling. It is telling. And, and I don't know what will wake folks up. I, I just don't know. I really don't know what will wake them up unless it becomes dire for them and personal and, 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 and harming to them. And, and even then, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I don't think that they would change or think differently. I mean, you talk about voting in your worst, not even in your best interest. It's just harrowing to me. You know, it's just, I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't vote in your best interest. I don't, I don't get it. And it, it frightens me to no end that there are so many people in this country that will vote against their own interest because they think they are aligned with these fools who have not, do not even care about their humanity, about their democracy or anything. It's just ridiculous. At least Game of Thrones, there's some rules to this. <laughs> At least the House of Dragons, there's some, there's some understanding. This is no understanding. No understanding whatsoever.
I don't know. I just feel some kind of way. I do. I feel some kind of way. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna watch it burn. Uh, I, I, I do think Warnock could pull this off. I mean, I think, I think he can. Even, even with the Republican machine, um, um, gerrymandering and uh, voter suppression tactics. What they don't count on is that people come too far for so long that they're not going to turn back around. And then the Supreme Court is entertaining I, I, that somebody could say, a public entity could say, I don't want to serve these people because it somehow or other, I don't want to promote them. Now, if they open the, this is the thing that people need to understand. If they open the door to this, guess what happens next? Then people could say, you know what? I don't want to serve black people. I don't feel like I should serve black people because I don't feel like black people are our people. Or I don't feel like I want to condone black people and black people. Sounds ridiculous, right? No more ridiculous than saying, I don't want to serve gay people because I don't want to promote gay, whatever. Or I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to condone that. I, I don't understand these people. So this is a this is a very dark, difficult time. We find ourselves in 2023. I'm telling you, all these civil rights gains of the last 50 years are up for grabs. They're up for grabs. And we have, and you know, we're spending our time worrying about Deion Sanders and the Kardashians and and the and the and the Duchess, Duke and Duchess of whatever. The, we need to concern ourselves with what the Supreme Court is going to do and, and what our legislative bodies are going to do. That's, that's where our interest is. Everything else is entertainment. It's just entertainment. You know, it's just entertainment. I, I just, listen, Deion Sanders, like anybody else, got an opportunity to go do something else. He went to Jackson State, found, leaving it better than he found it. He has elevated the whole program. Not only that, he has ele elevated the HBCU system. So somebody else has to build on that now. Somebody else needs to come in and, and just build on his accomplishments so that he can go. Because, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, we need more Black coaches at the level of Colorado. And then when you get one, oh, but I don't want him to leave where he was at. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. So we there's enough people that could come in and build on Deion Sanders' accomplishments for that place. He's not the only one. He's not the savior. I don't know why people are so mad. When you get promotion, when you go look for another job from a company, you don't want nobody saying, why don't you stay there? Why don't you stay there? This, that, and the other thing. You move because it's in your best interest. Maybe it's money, maybe it's location, maybe it's culture, maybe it's all kinds of things. And you don't want anybody sort of saying, oh, don't do it. Now, who does that? And I know people feel some kind of way because we had we have such high hopes. 
but he is not refuting HBCUs. He's not leaving HBCUs. He's not saying, I don't want to. He's just saying, here's an opportunity. I didn't already put X amount of time into this program. Somebody else has to come in and build on this. I've leveraged relationships. I've, I've brought things in that wasn't here before. You've got new stuff, new things, a new system, a new everything. Now I got to move on for a bigger challenge. And that's what, we, that's what we always say we want for people. Opportunity. So here's opportunity. There you go. You got to do what's in your best interest. And he did. So, so I'm going to leave that alone because that's not, to me, it just seems quite simple. I know people, I, I understand people's feelings. I do. I understand people's feelings about this because it feels very personal and we care so deeply about our HBCUs. I get it. I get it. I understand that. I, 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 I care deeply too. I care deeply. So I'm just saying. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Do we have word on the street today or is it too cold outside? Is Paul out there wandering the streets? So I sent I sent Paul and Harry an email late last night about wanting to go to, on the Cuba trip with the International Festival of Arts and Ideas. I mean, it's an expensive trip. <laughs> I know it's an expensive trip, but I, you know I got to try it. You know it got shot down, but listen, it's all right. If you don't ask, you don't get. That's how I feel. I could take a no. No is not personal to me. No is not anything other than no. So. So one or two things can be true for me. Uh, if I really want to go, I figure out another way to do it. Uh, or I just say, you know what? I already got a big trip trip coming up. I can't make this work. That's the two choices right there. That's it. So I can either find another way to make it work. You know, that means asking some in other spaces or, or let it go. That's it. Those are the two choices. And I'm, and I'm, I could do, I could go either way. I've not made up my mind which way I'm going to go yet. Because I like the idea of going. Because I saw when they went last year and the pictures were amazing. You know, but I, I but it's a, it's a huge amount of money. I mean, it's not like millions of dollars. But, you know, it's more than I have in my pocketbook at the moment. And I am celebrating my 60th birthday in Mar Morocco, which is about an equal amount of money. So, uh, yeah. And I've been paying on that for a while. So there you go. This is coming up in like January, so <laughs> so I don't I don't know about that, but you know it is what it is. So so uh, thank you, Paul Bass, for let me make the ass. That's all I can say. <laughs> Just thank you for letting me make the ass, and uh, that's where we are. So let me see what else is going on. I have to see what else is going on in the world, and uh, and talk about it. I see uh, Putin is still you know terrorizing uh ukraine still terrorizing you know still terrorizing uh wait a 4.5 million fire truck a police suv oh, i don't even want to read this uh should a once in a lifetime flood of federal money be used to fund more gas power public safety vehicles while the city contends with a looming climate crisis and one of the highest asthma rates in the country. Oh, no, no, no. Let's not work on any of that. 
<laughs> no, let's use 4.5 million in federal pandemic relief and buy toys. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I've not been following this this uh this murder, this Yale murder. You know, those things give me the heebie-jeebies. I can't uh uh I can't uh I can't uh concern myself with those kinds of things. Ooh, it makes my skin crawl. So uh I don't know why people think they could just text me in the morning. I'm on air. I'm on air from nine to 11, working. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I know you're up, but I'm not. I mean, I am. I'm up, but I'm doing my thing. Oh, and a lighter note is Frankie Beverly's birthday. So, y'all know Frankie Beverly and Maze which is my late cousin Dennis's favorite group. And uh, when I was in college, when I, when I did the, uh, when I did uh, my, my cousin Dennis's eulogy, I ended with joy and pain. Cause you know, that was his favorite group. And we had these back and forth conversations about, you know, Frankie Beverly, Maze and Earth, Wind and Fire. I was squarely rooted in an Earth, Wind and Fire camp. And my cousin Dennis was squarely rooted in the Frankie Beverly and Maze camp. And uh, the first concert my sister ever went to was with my cousin Dennis to a Frankie Beverly and Maze concert. <laughs> and I really do think, you know, him being a Southerner has something to do with the Frankie Beverly and Maze kind of vibe. I don't know. So, yeah, so Frankie Beverly is 75 years old today. Happy birthday, Frankie Beverly and Maze. Maybe, Harry, on our way out today, we could leave with some Frankie Beverly and Maze, you know, anything. I, I don't care. Because uh, I, I they, you know, they're one of the few groups on the on the planet that never has to put out new music ever, 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 and still get a crowd of people who will dig them and buy their tickets. Who doesn't like a Frankie Beverly and Maze? And you know, they are black famous. <laughs> I mean, I know white people like them too, but they they really do belong to to black people and black culture. I mean, they really do. So we 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 are huge, you know. Black people just love them some Frankie Beverly Mays. And, you know, all that all white stuff. Yes, we, we love him. 75 years old, still going strong, still touring, still doing stuff. Oh, it's going to be a it's going to be a terrible day. <laughs> it's going to be a terrible day when that comes to an end. But listen, him and George Clinton, all these cats, they still out here doing a thing. Earth, Wind & Fire, they still out here. Um, you know, we've seen the Temptations go through several iterations of them you know, band members and group leaders. And so, you know, we, you know, we with it, we with it, we with it. We are with it. We are with it. So, so yeah, so that, that, that gives me some joy that today is Frankie Beverly's birthday. He's 75. Um, so Kirstie Alley passed away. She was 71. Woo, these stars are checking out. <laughs> Woo, checking out, checking out. That's a little... Um, daunting. Is that our three? Do we hit our three yet? Irene Cara, um, um, Christine McVeigh, at McVeigh, and and uh, Kirstie Alley. Is that it? Is that enough? Is that the three? Because you know, you know how we do in our in the black community. Uh, three is the number. Death comes in threes, <laughs> and and we believe this to the point where we're like, okay, now we could all relax. <laughs> 
Now, people die. People die in tens, twelves, and thousands of numbers all across the world. But, you know, in our community, we're like, uh-oh, three, three, three is the number. So, and if you don't believe me, ask any Black person on the street, and they'll tell you. Ooh, goes to, well, two down, one more to go. <laughs> Paul Bass is still out there trying to find a, uh, unsuspecting New Haven citizen uh, in these mean streets of uh, of New Haven. So he's still out there. I have faith in you. I have faith. I have faith. Who is calling me? <laughs> Why are you calling me? I cannot talk to you. <laughs> I like. I work every morning from nine to eleven on air. I can't take any calls. If you call me, I'm gonna just put you on blast, and you might not like that. So. I don't want to do that to you. So anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, I think the weather's going to start raining a little bit. It's going to be raining in the Elm. And uh, I, where was I? I was on New Haven Independence site just trying to look at stuff. And uh, uh, oh, Conscious Theater is coming back. Yeah, I think. I didn't, Brian Slatery has a piece up conscious conscientious consciousness re reborn and i i didn't uh i didn't read it but it's on a it's on the independent site uh as well as elica launches re-election campaign yeah whatever uh courtroom testimonies revisit yale murder uh oof, that was grizzly 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 i don't understand this whole murder thing uh and then uh, this conversation about speed cameras. Okay. Oh, there's a piece on Bridget, who uh, was our word on the street person yesterday, who gets up so early. She starts working at 4 o'clock in the morning at the Yale Art School. Uh, she opens up the building. 4 o'clock in the morning. So she's celebrating 24 years on that job. She's going to retire in two. I was like, go ahead, girl. And she works part-time at Bridgeport Hospital doing a patient intake i was like that's a lot but it's really lovely to uh it's really lovely to see all these people in new haven you know it's, it's these people that make new haven go you know the people that we talk to on the street you know they're the ones that you know uh, uh, make this city move so we'll see what happens ah <sighs> Um, what else was going on? There was something else I wanted to talk about. And uh I saw it on the news. Let me let me let me go look at my reels. <laughs> you know, the craziest things. I saw the I saw the video of the the um the ring doorbell video of the, the woman, her daughter got attacked by a raccoon and wouldn't let her go. And the mother came out there and snatched it off the girl, and then the raccoon stuck to her. And then she finally got it off and tossed it. That kid was screaming her head off. I don't blame her. But, you know, you go get a rabies shot. You got to get like two or three of them. And they're not easy shots. They're just not easy shots. So that's a real thing. I was like, okay. Okay. Okay.
Sorry. Um, I stopped talking for a minute because I was listening to something, you know, because you hear so many kinds of things. I was like, ooh. So anyway, I'm going to tell you this. The holidays are not going to get past me. I'm enjoying them. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Everybody got these little AI generated portraits of themselves. And, you know, and I know it's fun to do, but really what you're doing is when you, when you take all these little games online, you take these little personality tests and all these little fun things, what you're doing is you're feeding somebody's database with information about who you are and what you're doing. And when you give them your likeness and your images, they are taking that stuff and they are creating nefarious things. So I just want people to be cautious about those things on the internet. They seem fun. You know, I know, I know they seem fun and, and harmless, but they're not. They are really designed to capture information um, about you and about where you go and your habits and all of that kind of stuff. And, and you're doing it for free. And, and they're going to create all kinds of things that's not going to be helpful to anyone. That's actually uh, going to be a bad scene. So I, I just caution people to be mindful of all these AI things, you know, because I, I see them. I see them, people, these little tests and these little games. And, you know, now they got this one of these pictures where it makes people look whimsy and magical and, just just be mindful of the people who, you know, of the sources of this, you know, just th that these things are never uh, in our best interest. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, I know people are still going to do it, but just just be cautious. Just be cautious if you can. You know, I know you want to play and everybody wants to play and everybody wants to, um, you know, be a part and all that kind of stuff, but it really is quite dangerous and it is giving them access to you in ways that you don't want. So just be mindful. Just be mindful. So, so anyway, Georgia friends, get out there and vote. Today is your day. It's going to be a long day too. Long. It's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long day, a long day. <laughs> but I feel that we will prevail. I feel that we will prevail. That's how I'm seeing things. I feel like we will prevail. So uh, I'm heading to North Carolina on the weekend for Friday. I'll be back on Tuesday. So Harry, I will not be on air on Monday. I will be on air on Friday, but I won't be on air on Monday because I'll be traveling back on Monday and uh, I won't get back in time to be on air. So and I'm just going down to see my good friend, Amazaro in Wilmington, Ife and I. So it's going to be a long weekend. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I need to be studying. That's what I need to be doing. Oh, it's too many things, too many things. Uh, and I, you know what? I'm ready to jump off some of these boards too, because I'm just starting to feel some kind of way about everything, and it's exhausting me, and I feel a little worn thin. 
So not worn thin because I don't enjoy the work or I don't enjoy arts, but I just want the freedom to sort of do the things that I want to do. And I just feel very constrained. But, you know, maybe when my term is up, my terms are up, then I, I don't renew. I just sort of let my term expire and not re-up and serve out my term, my terms on these various boards, which is fine, you know, which is fine. Uh, and let them find some new folks to serve in these capacities. You know, so I could go about the business of doing what I want to do and take art classes and do all, <laughs> do all the things that I like to do, you know, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, but that's that's a that's a story for another day. Uh, that is definitely a story for another day. Uh, I, I don't think I have any. Guess, well, I have I think I have a guest this week only because uh, I have Miss Tina because uh, over there at Lotta Studio. The uh, anti-mall holiday shopping begins this weekend. And, uh, and so I wanted to get her on to talk about that before um, uh, before I bounce. Um, so it's this weekend. And I don't know if it's, if it's more weekends after this, but I know it starts this weekend. And I'm going to miss it, unfortunately. But I will get to have a talk with her. And I think I think that's it. I am going to go to the opening night of uh, Soldier's Play on Thursday uh, at the Schubert. Uh, so if you've not seen that play, I've seen it years ago. I believe I saw it on Broadway. And then it was a movie. And I remember the movie because Adolf Caesar was in the play and the movie. Uh, so if you've never seen it, it is riveting theater. This is good. Th this is what theater, you know, theater, this is electrifying theater. I will say that. And, uh, and if you have not seen it, you should see it. Uh, really, you should, you should just see it. Um, good theater. So um, I, I can't wait to... Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, so it's nice. And um, uh, um, uh, Norm, who is in the lead of this, I believe, uh, is a singer. And uh, so it is interesting to sort of see him step into non-singing uh, roles. So... Uh, he was our um, last year guest for, no, yes, this past season guest uh, for us. He, he stood in, he, he stood in for uh, someone else and um, he was amazing. But he's he's been dabbling into non-singing roles. So, uh and, you know, Soldier's Play um, is by Charles Fuller, and uh, who is an American playwright, and is set on a U.S. Army installation in the segre segregation era South. And the play is a loose adaptation of Herman Melville's novella, Billy Budd, and follows the murder investigation of a sergeant in an all-Black unit. 
I, I mean, it really is riveting uh, uh, drama. And it, it got a, a Pulitzer Prize um, for drama. The setting is Fort Neal, Louisiana, 1944. So, uh, so you can imagine the themes. I, I, I just want to see it because it's been such a long time since I've seen it. And uh, yeah, you know, so. And I believe Charles Fuller is still alive. You know, brother. Yes, he's very much still alive. Oh, wait, was he? Is he? Anyway. Uh, yes, I don't know. Yeah, no, he died. Oh, he just died. He just died in October in Toronto, Canada. So um, he did A Soldier Story, Zoo Man, uh, Zoo Man, A Gathering of Old Men, and Love Songs. So, wow. Uh, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know he had passed. Huh, interesting. Well, uh, he was a, a member of the Writers Guild of America. <laughs> uh, he died of natural causes. He was 83 years old. He leaves behind his wife, Claire um, Prieto, his son, David Ira Fuller, his stepson, Ian Kamau, and his daughter-in-law, four grandchildren and three great-grandchildren. 83. So he just died. He just died in October. Just died in October. So <sighs> anyway. Um, anyway, you really should see this play. It is, it is one. So yay, good, Paul. Great. Okay. Come on. Uh yes, everyone is in a rush. Because this morning, Paul, people are going to work. <laughs> People going to work. You know, people are going to work. So anyway, we'll see what we find out here on these cold streets. I mean, listen, yesterday was a gym. I don't know who, you know, I'm always thinking who, who is out here. Um, in the early mornings, uh, waiting, waiting for someone. Like, what are they doing? Are they buying coffee? Oh. Let's try to get in. Okay. All right. Well, you, you in there? There comes Paul Bass with the word on the street this morning. So I'm always fascinated about who he finds. So God knows, because he's been out there pounding that sidewalk <laughs> on a very cold day. <laughs> we'll see how. We'll see how we keep this up when it snows. Hey, Paul Bass. <laughs> I can't hear you. It's coming in. Uh-oh. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So I don't know. And you're not muted, so... It might just be a, a signal issue. Okay, so he's gonna come back in. 
Uh, I tell you what, when he walks down these streets, it, New Haven looks very pretty. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a charming street. What street is that? <laughs> so he's going to come back in, I, I suspect. You know, listen, we use the technology and the technology sometimes fails us. But we keep at it. We keep going. We keep making it do what it do. He'll come back in. He'll log back in. And uh, and then we'll hear about this. Oh, yeah, try again. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I figured you would, yeah. I, I, I figured you would. All right, people, I'm so sorry if it's like dead air and spaces. Don't you worry. We'll, uh, I'll keep talking while they... um. Yes, just get in. You're not in yet. Just waiting on you. This is Harry Droz, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven. Harry, is he? I can see him when he comes in. He hasn't come in yet. So we're just waiting. I'm just waiting. <laughs> You have to love, you have to love live radio, right? You have to love it. Just waiting, waiting for, uh, are you in? Okay. All right. There you go. I see you. Here comes Paul Bass with word on the street this morning. Yay. What is the word on the street? All right. Yay. Connecting. Good morning. I still can't hear you. There's no sound. There's no sound. I don't know what the problem is. You're not muted. So. No sound. Yeah, so you're not muted. Can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you now. I don't know something because you know what an automated voice finally came on and said sharing now so something anyway we got Stephen Kyrell here today hello we're on Hi. Blake Street near Osborne good morning folks Kyrell is six months old and when I was walking by someone was handing Steve a box. Now, what are you doing in the car with Kyrell this morning, Stephen? What's the word on the street? Right now, I'm waiting for the babysitter so I can go and start my activities with the gym and my training. Uh-huh. So do you live on this block? Yes. So, Steve, Kyrell is your six-month-old. Yes. And you're watching Kyrell this morning. Mm -hmm. And thank God you got a babysitter with a break. I can tell you love Kyrell. You can yeah. use that break, right? Definitely. Get to the gym. Yeah. So now, what, you're waiting in the car. Is that for a quick handoff, or where's the babysitter uh, go? No, um, actually, I'm just warming the car up. Uh-huh. Getting ready to go. Bring him to her. And where do you go work out? Uh, LA Fitness every morning. Where? Um, Milford Mall. Milford Mall. Now, how come you don't go someplace closer? Um, I'm kind of like grandfathered in with that one. That's like the first place I went to get a membership. So I've been here for 13 years. 13 years. And what do you do when you work out? Um, oh man, almost everything. I overtrain. Yeah, that's my favorite. But like, is it more upper body? You do heavy weights? You do I do work. heavy weights. I do bodyics. 
Um, I do everything. So now, are you how much? How many hours stay you with the baby, Kyra? Um, I'd say probably about eight. So, how important is it to work out in terms of your mind, your brain space, when you're going to be if, a little kid? If I don't work out, I'll feel like crap. Mm -hmm. Working out is like my addiction, and I'm all natural, no preservatives. I never mm -hmm. use anything to put in my body but my workout with my muscles or anything. Uh -huh. All natural, all preservatives. Uh, I mean, no preservatives. And how about in terms of being able to give you all good? Like, I'm just trying to remember this is a long time ago when I had a little kid. Mm -hmm. Like I loved to be a little kid, just like you. Mm -hmm. I also felt like when I had that break, if I was doing something, like whether it was exercise or even work or just hang out with friends or have a cup right. of tea, that that brought me back better to it, be with the kid. I don't know if kinda, that's what you feel. It kind of does. It, it's like, well, when I'm away from this guy, I miss him. So this is my best boy. So I run from every chance I get. So uh -huh. I'm away from him for few minutes I'm already messing up. And you guys live right here on Blake. Yeah. How is it on Blake? What's the word on the street here? The word on the street over here is Blake is very quiet. Oh, that's good. Peaceful. The neighbors get along with each other. You know, such interesting looking houses. They yeah. come from like different styles. Of older houses over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how long do you live here, Steve? For about three years now. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And be trained at LA Fitness too? Or yes. Other people? Mm -hmm. Other people. Um, I do about 20 a day. So in other words, you're going to work out today, and you're also going to train other people. How many hours are you going to be at LA for this? Probably about four or five. And how long have you been a trainer? Uh, about nine years. So tell me about the difference in your frame of mind. Is a truck coming by for a second? If you don't mind my asking, the difference in your frame of mind when you're training somebody else and you got that big weight in China. The brain is different brain. It's my addiction and I know what it takes. You know, um, it's, it, it may be harder for someone trying, like starting out, but not for me. Like I can like, some people need workout partners. Uh -huh. I don't need that. And I don't like to train my people and tell them what to do. I have to do it with them. So I'm basically working out about four times a day. <laughs> Now, yeah, that's interesting, too. So when you come there, how much do you guide them and how many do you listen to where you, they want to go? Is my right that you're trying to see where they want to go? I guide them all the way through. First, I see what you can do on your own and what you can take. Uh -huh. Then I guide you all the way through. Like, again, I don't like personal trainers that tell you what to do. And then they're looking like crap yourself. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I got, I can't tell, I got to tell you what to do and then do it with you. And then you do it in LA Fitness with your clients. Yes. Now how about Carol? Can I ex do you have to do exercise with him? Do you lift him up to the uh, ceiling 50 times? Or something? All the time. That's his favorite thing. He likes to jump. He likes to be talking to you. So what, like, what's some kind of fun exercise you do with him that he likes um, best? Basically military press. It helps my shoulder too because I injure my shoulder. So I kind of get my shoulder back with going with him by just, you know, pushing him up and down. And, and when do you do that? Probably at night at night time. Okay, I just love the way he looks at you. <laughs> now you're you're waiting here for the um for the babysitter. Yes. Now when the babysitter comes, do you hand no, she off the I go
secret boy and left us a poor girl and you all live together five kids and where do you drive the other four in the morning uh east rock Sheridan. they go to four different schools three three so two of them go to one school mm -hmm. which one uh Caden and um Tora. they go where to uh Sheridan. and what do you think Sheridan? oh i think Sheridan's a great school astronaut school huh do they instigate the rockets and the astronauts? You know, that's the theme. Caden, the son, he's definitely cooked becoming a rocket scientist. So here's another thing I gotta ask you. You drove four kids to school, three different schools. Mm -hmm. You wait for the babysitter. Do you have energy when you get to LA Fitness? How do you pump back up to do your workout and then train four others? Uh, natural remedy, uh, black coffee. <laughs> Where do you get that? So is that after you drop um, the baby off the bed? I drop him off. I go to get my black coffee and I amp up. With Dunkin' Donuts. Workout music on and I go and get busy on the way. Do you get the workout music in the car? Yes, the workout music goes always in the car. And what's, what are some of the tracks? Uh, uh, maybe DMX. You know, all the fire, fire music. Um, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses? Yeah. That's good workout music? Definitely. Tell me what's the best song for that. I know more by, by, by yeah. Words. Give me a line because I don't know about everyone it. loves Guns and Roses. That one right there. <laughs> the only one I know is the Wimpy Ballad. Oh, Remember back in that song? Yeah, yeah, that's the best music to work out. Now, is heavy metal better for like lifting weights when it's not having to go fast or rhythm, but you got to summon that inner strength? Um, yeah, it's that it's that heavy weight. It's the heavy weight. You gotta sometimes you gotta scream at the weight. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the word on the street before or any, Babs, you have any questions for Steve and Kyrell? No, when is the what's the best time to work out in the morning? Okay. Oh. Can you hear me? Um for me, I will say around yeah, yeah, eight through ten. That's the best time start your day off so well I what know. what time do you fall asleep um i feel about 10 30. am i fair to say you sleep like a baby after all those kids all day and work no. Oh, you don't no i sleep with, with light ears because i need that this one <laughs> seems yeah. worth it though yeah. well babs i'm gonna let you get to this hour break with Stephen kyrell here at love babs love talk word on the street on blake street Thanks. That was good. Ah, you know, I love I love seeing a brother with a baby. <laughs> it's lovely to see a brother with a baby. And that baby was cute. So yeah, get your workout on. Now now I feel motivated, I think. Well, not really, but <laughs> I gotta get there. <laughs> I gotta get there. So we're gonna take a station identification. We're gonna take a little music interlude, play some more Christmas music, and I'll be back. In about 15 minutes. Uh, thank you very much, Paul Bass, for that. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Snow 
woman slave O'er the fields we go Laughing all the way Bells on bobtail ring Making spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing A sling song tonight Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow We'll find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly and so i'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to 92 although it's been said many times many ways merry christmas to From one to 92 Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas To Christmas tree, oh, 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 he, 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 someone came and they found me and took me home with them, oh, I'm the happiest Christmas tree, oh, 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 he, 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 look how pretty they dress me, oh, lucky, lucky me, I got shiny bells that jingle and tiny lights that tingle, whenever anyone passes by, I blink my lights and I wink my eye, oh, I'm the is Christmas tree, a Christmas day, wait and see, I'll be laughing happily with a ho, 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 he, he, with a hey and a he and a Christmas tree. Oh, 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 he, he, he. Look how pretty they dress. 
dress me, oh, lucky, lucky me. I got shiny bells that jingle and tiny little lights that tingle. Whenever anyone passes by, I blink my lights and I wink my eye. Oh, I'm the happiest Christmas tree. Christmas Day, wait and see. I'll be laughing happily with a ho, 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 hee, hee. With a hey and a hee and a ho, ho, hee and a ho and a Christmas, baby, you sure did treat me nice. Merry Christmas, baby, you sure did treat me nice. 
You gave me a diamond ring for Christmas Now I'm living in paradise Well, I'm feeling mighty fine Got good music on my radio Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Rawls Ivy. Uh, thank you, Paul Bass, for Word on the Street. Beautiful brother who is a personal trainer and his cute, cute baby. Although a lot of the audio didn't come through, but that's all right because you'll get a good story and you can read all about it in New Haven Independent. So, hey, it's happening in Georgia. I hope y'all in Georgia who listen to me, and there are a few people in Georgia who do listen. 
Uh, make sure you tap on your neighbor's door and make sure they go vote today. If you have not already early voted, listen, you got to get people to the polls and tell people to bring their own water too. Because you can't give no water in Georgia or no sustenance or whatsoever. So bring your own water bottles and get yourselves to the polls and be prepared to stand in line forever in a day because the Republicans is cheating and they love to cheat. And the only way that they can win is to cheat. There's no sport in the history of the world where you could get away with cheating the way that these Republicans do. <laughs> well, perhaps the Russians, because they cheat, change their name, come back and cheat some more. <laughs> So I had to keep up with the, uh, I tell you what, I got to keep up with the World Cup. Uh, I'm going to try to catch some of these early games and I'm going to go sit at the cannon and catch me an early game. I need to be sitting in this seat and catching me some LSAT study, but I'm going to get to it. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. <sighs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, my friends in Georgia, uh, do the right thing. Do the right thing. Uh, Carla L. Jackson has been appointed uh, assistant dean and general manager at the David Geffen School of Drama, Yale Repertory Theater. High five, girl. High five. So maybe I'll try to get her on and she could talk about, you know, the direction she wants to see this theater go in while she's there uh, and and what 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 her aim is. So we'll see. Maybe I get her on uh, and talk to her a little bit about that. Um, so listen, we're in the season of giving and thanks, and um, let's try to stay in that spirit. Because uh, I know the other day we went in, and uh, Harry and I went in, it was a little depressing. So we're going to try to keep it jolly. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Even though the world is trash, <laughs> we are going to find good things in the world. We're going to find, we're going to look high and low the stories of joy and happiness and redemption and all the things that's what we're going to do so i'm tasking harry with finding good stories now <laughs> harry walks a fine line with this <laughs> I, I don't think he's quite there with the story he told the other day but i will say it's on the right track so we we are going to find uh we're going to find good stories um so that we can uplift and, and find some joy because it's hard out here for a pimp when you ain't got no money for the rent. <laughs> so let's let's all do our part and bring some uh, some jolliness to the world. I mean, that's come on, y'all. We could do this. We could do this. So uh, we could do this. We can do this. And this is the season uh, for magic and miracles, and 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 we have to sort of see it that way. So I hope that y'all join us as we um, try to find these stories of uplift and um, joy and all the things. And uh, I, one of the one of the things that I do like is um, Humans of New York. I don't know if you follow them on Facebook or if you know of them, but there's always such good stories, and they have a whole book out with a collection of uh, of stories that they've compiled over the, I guess, year or so. Uh, but there's some good stories there. And if, you, if you've not read them, if you've not followed them on Facebook, that there's some good heartwarming stories. And, and these people come through some tough, 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 tough things, you know. Uh, 
but it it began as a, a photography pod project in 2010, and then and the initial goal was uh, to photograph 10,000 New Yorkers on the street and create an exhaustive catalog of the city's inhabitants. Somewhere along the way, um, the author began the the photographer began to interview subjects in addition to photographing them, and alongside their portraits, he'd include quotes and short stories from their lives. I guess this is this is a uh, it. it it caught on because taken taken together, these portraits and captions became the subject of a vibrant blog, H O N Y, Humans of New York, and now has over twenty million followers on social media and provides a worldwide audience with daily glimpses into the lives of strangers on the streets of New York City. Not unlike word on the street here in New Haven. Not unlike because Paul is doing the same thing. You know, he takes a picture, he captures this story, and he posts it. So it's this, it's this, so it could really be humans of New Haven, right? Humans of New Haven by way of word on the street. Uh, so it has twenty has over twenty million followers on social media and provides a worldwide audience with daily glimpses into the lives of strangers on the streets of New York. And over the past five years, it has also expanded to feature stories from over twenty different countries. The work is also featured in two best-selling books, Humans of New York and Humans of New York Stories. Yes, so, so yeah. So I, I follow it because um, it's amazing. Sometimes the stories are long that they do them in parts. You know, you have to go back and find the parts, which is a good use of your time, I think. Um, but I've learned so many things about so many different people. And, you know, and I don't suggest people read these stories to... to I don't want to be exploitive in the sense that I want people to read these stories and be like, damn, their life is terrible. So it makes my life feel better. That's not the damn point. What I want you to do is uh, read the stories and, and be like, let me count my blessings. Let me count my blessings. That's, that's how you take it, right? Not like you're comparing your life to theirs or you have it differently or better or whatever, but just like, you know what? They're surviving, I'm surviving. That's how you look at it. So let me count my blessings. So I've been following along for Humans in New York and there's a book out and I, I wanted the book at the beginning, but uh, now it's on sale for like pennies somewhere. Um, but the book is in, in stores and stuff like that. So there's Humans of New York, Humans, Humans of New York stories. So so if you if you have a mind, you know, go just follow their follow their uh, uh, Facebook page. And uh, there's so many good stories. They just, they, just, they just speak to the tenacity of, of the human heart and people's real desire to get out of situations, to move forward, to chase their dreams, to, to live a different way, um, um, to, to just be present. And I, I love these stories so much. So, so I think that's what we're doing with Word on the Street. We're giving you a, a little bit of slice of what it means to be on the ground in New Haven. You get a glimpse of people. And we talk to all kinds of people. I mean, we talk to the scientists who got the world thinking about checking sewer water for COVID. Like we talk, we talk to that guy. You know, we talk to the to the women who walk in uh, Edgerton Park every day 
um, and they're friends and they walked each other through cancer, through divorce, through retirement, through all kinds of things. We've talked to them, right? We've talked to the, to the, to the brother who, who is uh, spying on the birds and, 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 and insects and all that kind of stuff. You know, unlike the brother in New York who some white woman ran up on him and accused him of whatever, this brother was fine in the park. Nobody accused him of anything in New Haven. So we, we, we've been talking to a lot of good people. I mean, we get to talk to people, people who have come here for various reasons and made it their home. People who have come here and just like the vibe of the city and the energy of the city, you know, people that come from places that are desperate and dangerous. So, hey, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy. So I want you to, I want you to just, our word on the street is our humans of New York. That's, that's, that's the point that I'm making, that you get a little slice of New Haven when you, when you check out. And you can read about it. Paul writes up a beautiful story about these people uh, every day. Every day there's a piece. And I, and I dare say we should collect them all and put them into a volume. I think that's the next order of business, that we should just collect all these stories and put them in a volume and sell them. Uh, because these stories are amazing and the pictures are always great. And, and I love it because I love my city so much. I love New Haven so much. That's why, you know, I need somebody to run for mayor. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> I need somebody to run for mayor. <laughs> this is an exciting city and a world-class city. And we need an exciting mayor and a world-class mayor. Somebody, won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? I'm doing an altar call for mayor. Won't you come? Won't you come? <laughs> Woo, now, now I'm gonna have to start singing a uh uh, uh <laughs> I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. See, that's I, that's the altar call right there. My, I'm true to my Pentecostal roots, although I don't go to Pentecostal churches anymore. One, they stay in church too damn long. Two, I'm not fit. <laughs> I'm too much for the world. I'm too much for the world. I'm too much for the world. Hey, Ken Tulo, thanks for listening to me out there in sunny California <laughs> where there ain't no good pizza and you can't tell me there is. Because <laughs> every time somebody from California comes and they even have pizza, they're like, oh my God, this is pizza. Yes, baby. Only in New Haven, you get good pizza. I don't care what you heard in New York. New Haven has the best pizza. And I can't even eat pizza like that. Like I, I go to the places that make good vegan pizza in the same breath that they make, you know, all the other pizza. So I'm just telling you, I know what I know. I know what I know. I know what I know. So, yeah. So, so yeah. I think that's what we should do, Paul. We should, we should collect all our word on the street and make a volume for, for next year and put them in a book and, and peddle it. Honestly, and and you could you could you, we could have we could have we could have a forward by somebody, and you could talk, and I could talk, and we could take you know we could just have a, it could be a thing, you know word on the street, you know a little slice of New Haven, you know the people who we don't see, you know the people that we don't see on a regular basis, the people that we do see but we don't see. I like that idea. I'm telling you. Well, who has said it, Walt Disney? I'm full of a thousand, two thousand ideas every morning before noon. Ten thousand ideas. 
I think Walt Disney said that. Somebody famous said it. I'm stealing it. I'm co-opting it. <laughs> I want to say Dr. Seuss, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. I think it belongs to... Uh, uh, I think it belongs to, I want to say, uh, A Slice of Behavior is a great title for the book. Yes, I think so too, Kintulo. <laughs> uh, get it? Pizza reference. Da, 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 da. I tell you, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. So <laughs> I'm full of ideas before, before uh, noon. <laughs> before noon i get it in i get it in i'm always thinking i'm always thinking so you know this morning i was up early but i didn't get out of bed i stayed in the bed and lingered lingered a bit and uh and i've got to stop lingering i have to actually get up and do something so my goal is to get up and work out or something <laughs> i hate when i go down this rabbit hole <laughs> so i have to figure this out because i i've got I go back and see my surgeon in, I think, in a month or so. And uh, I would like to be down a little bit of pounds just, just so he can shut up. Um, no, but really, seriously, seriously. Um, I, I like to chase a little. I like to chase a little health, a little better health. How about that? Chase a little bit better health. That's the idea. So we'll see what we do. We'll see what we can get into. <laughs> we'll see what we can get into. Why do I have all the Havana Jazz Fest in my phone? Oh, I wish I could go. If somebody has $4,000, I'd take it. Because I would love to go to the Havana Jazz Festival. I would. It's only a week. I could do it. I just don't have it. I don't have that kind of money. Not that, not, I don't have that kind of money on top of going to Morocco for my 60th birthday. That's, that's my point. That's my issue. <laughs> if I wasn't going to Morocco, I would spend my money in Havana. But I'm going to Morocco with 20, 25 of my good friends. I made my tea. I got my tea this morning in my fabulous mug. Do you, can you see it? I love this mug. Somebody gave it to me for my birthday. And I just love it. I just love Black Girl Magic. And it just says, enjoy your life. Be your best you. Um, Dare to be different, natural beauty, do you love? See, it's all on the it's all on the back. So I love it. And it's deep, it's a deep mug too. Like I like a deep mug. But this tea is hot, it's all get up. So I have to blow on it a little bit. And uh, so yeah, I think we can make that work. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch it to Paul. <laughs> I think he's listening. If you're listening, Paul, slice of New Haven. That's the word on the street for this book that we're. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I hope Frankie Beverly, uh, if I just saw your text, I hope Frankie Beverly was listening to me this morning because, uh, you know, happy birthday, 75. I don't know what I'll be doing at 75. I hope I'm still walking. Oh, Lord have mercy. Let me just get to 60 beautiful people. You know, I, 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 I like to get to 60. I, I, I'm, you know, the, the way the world is, the way my life is set up, I'm going to take it at one year at a time. <laughs> I want to get to 60. How about that? <laughs> I tell you, I had so much anxiety getting to 
58 because my mother passed at 57. And so I had so much anxiety up to 57. And then and when I got past 57, I was like, oh my God. But now I'm I'm like, I'm I'm racing towards 60 and happy to do it. So happy to do it. And now that I got these new hips and I'm walking so much better now. Like I, you know, when I was when I was uh when I was going through this and the last the, the right hip, the last hip that was done. I was so concerned that it wasn't getting better as fast as I want, wanted it to. And I was concerned that my body was starting to reject it because there's always a possibility. Um, yes, we're going to be living in another country at 75. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> we're going to be living in another country. So so I was always thinking, I was like, oh, God, because the, the left hip, when it got done, the left hip was the worst hip and it got done first. Um, and I rebounded rather quickly from that. The second hip, the right hip, oh, um, I didn't rebound as fast. It just it, it just hurt for longer. And I was concerned and they were concerned. They were like, oh, you know, we may have to go back in. I was like, oh, my God. And then the next thing I know, I turned the corner and all the pain went away. I was like, okay, because God heard my cries. He was like, I can't let this stupid girl go back under the knife for this. She won't survive. <laughs> I damn sure wouldn't have. Woo! So anyway, uh, so now I'm up and walking better. And, you know, I was with my trainer, Robert, the other day, because I went to his cigar party in Hastings on the Hudson. It was lovely. And, you know, he's lost weight too. You know, he's he's lost like, I don't know, 40 pounds, 50 pounds or whatever. And I never thought he was overweight to begin with, but he felt some kind of way about it. But when he put his picture side by side, I was like, okay, I see. I see the chunkiness, but he's done trimmed down. He's looking a little hot. He's like looking like a hottie. Go ahead, trainer. I see you. Get you somebody new. And, uh, but it, it was fun to hang out with him. I've never hung out with him socially. So this, it was a treat. It was a real treat. Although we didn't drive in the fancy car because he's like, mm, fancy car don't come out in bad weather. <laughs> you know, men in their cars, man. Men in their fancy cars, they don't play. So, but anyway, it was good to hang out with him. But I, I am going to go back to the gym because I need to, I actually like weight training. Like I like it. I like it. And I, I like it. I like getting stronger. And for a while there, I was doing very well. But then I had to shut it all down because they didn't want me doing any, anything until we got these hips healed. So now I could go back. I just can't do deep squats. Deep squats are out of the question, but I could do everything else. I could do everything else. So I can squat. I just can't do deep squats, but I want to, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to chase those Michelle Obama arms. I, I don't know if I'll get a flat tummy because, you know, I'm round and portly, you know, I'm sort of like, Oh, let's see. I'm sort of like Alfred Hitchcock-ish. <laughs> you know, I'm just round and portly. <laughs> I'm just round. Good evening. I'm like round and portly. So I, listen, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm portly. So I, have to, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much work I have to do to be unportly. I mean, I know I was an athlete for years and years and years. I was an athlete for the better part of my life growing up. So I, you know, the body has memory, the muscle has memory. So if I applied myself and, and made working out my only bitch, then I probably could get, I could get somewhere. But you know, life is tricky like this. You have lots of things. <laughs> 
I cannot make working out my pitch. <laughs> I have so many other things to do. <laughs> so at best, I can give me 45 minutes to an hour a day. So that's what I'm shooting for that. I'm gonna shoot for that. You know, because I, 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 the weight that I took off to have the surgery, I don't put back plus a little bit more, you know, and, and, you know, they, they kind of figured that would happen, but now they just want me to get back to pre-surgery weight. And I was like, I like to get back to pre-surgery weight too, because I'm just round and portly. <laughs> round, round and portly. I need somebody to make that into a beat. <laughs> Round and poorly. And now that hair that lost all this weight and weighs way less than I do and looks really, really good. I was like, wow. Like Harry looks amazing. So anyway, but he did it. So I just got to buckle down and get into it. I, I started working on my space. So my dining room, as y'all know, is my closet. Our dining room is my closet for the moment. So I need to make it look more closety so that it's an easier deal. Because I have a I have a lot of clothes. And uh when I took this apartment, it was the intention to make my 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 second bedroom my entire closet. That was the plan. But then you know the plan changes. You know, kids come back and you know, getting themselves together and you know, saving their money. Um, and at some point I'll, I'll retake my, my second bedroom back and it'll become my closet. But for now, my closet is my dining room and my living room is my living room. I gotta get rid of that sectional. So I have to pull out. So I have my brother come and take this damn sectional out, but not yet. Cause the second daughter is back for temporarily cause issues. And, uh, that's where we are. Hmm. So that's, that's my life. So my dining room is my closet, literally racks of clothes in my dining room, racks, racks. I have a lot of clothes. And, you know, I used to model. So, so over the years, I just accumulated stuff and, and I rotate things. I don't wear everything all at once. No, who does that? And, you know, what is old is new again. I mean, it just comes back around and I have nice things. I mean, I, I, I invest in good. Now, yeah, I've got some cheap, trendy pieces because you buy cheap, trendy pieces for the, unless it's something that is trendy, but has classic lines and you want to keep. So you'll invest in that for the season and you'll, it'll come back around. But for like the just cheesy little cheap stuff, I don't have a whole lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I have a lot of really nice things, you know. I have two tuxedos, a black one and a navy one. I have lots of sequins, lots of gowns, lots of, oh, I mean, I just have lots of stuff. <laughs> lots. So anyway, my dining room is my closet. Lots of shoes. I have lots of shoes. I don't rival Amelda Marcus. Y'all remember Amelda Marcos? I don't rival her. I might run up on Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. No, I don't think so. Because she she likes the Manalo Blonics and and Jimmy Choo's and my wallet won't go that deep. Mm -mm. Nope, my money. But I don't buy cheap shoes either. So there's that. But I don't buy expensive shoes. Like I don't think I don't own a two hundred dollars shoe. 
I, I don't. I don't own a $200 shoe. Now, I own a $100 shoe. I own 70. You know, I'm in that 50 to $75 range of prices I'll pay for shoes. And it's got to be something really spectacular for me to pay $100. Like, it has to be like a, a Cole Haan, you know. But, uh, and I don't even pay that much because I always find them on sale somewhere. So if I find a Cole Haan on sale, I'm buying it. Just because, because I, I, I like the quality of their shoes. You know, I've got a couple of pairs and Cole Haan sandals, which are a little bit of high heel, which I haven't been. I have a, a Cole Haan ankle boot that I'm dying to wear. I think it's going to, I don't think it's going to see the light of day this season. I think I still have to hold it for next season. Cause I don't think I'm steady enough for that height. I've been wearing my boots, heeled boots, but not high heel boots. I'm not ready for that yet. So, well, but we'll keep at it. I'll keep at it. We'll see. So when I get off air, I'm going to check who's playing soccer, football, and check that schedule. I'm going to check what's going on in Georgia and see what's going on. I want to see, let me turn to CNN. I know somebody's on the ground, on the ground there. And every time I think about Herschel Walker, it just drives me absolutely mad. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> it just drives me mad. And then I watched some white guy on CNN the other day talk about why he liked Herschel Walker because he espouses his values. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself, see, this is why I could never do broadcast news. I would just, I would be the worst person to do the news. I would. I would be the worst because I would just look at them and be like, are you out of your mind? It would be like, bleep, bleep, mind. <laughs> I'd be fired. Because <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And then I'd get into an argument. And they'd be like, perhaps you can't argue with the net. You can't argue for the network. Why not? Somebody should. You know what I need these news people to say? You are stupid. That's what I want. <laughs> I want somebody. And Don Lemon was pretty damn close. <laughs> Don Lemon was pretty, pretty close to saying, you're an idiot. <laughs> I need him to say that. So, oh, somebody's calling me. Somebody's calling me again. I was like, you got 10 minutes. You call me back at 11. Don't call me now. I cannot talk to you now. <sighs> what a day. What a day. What a life. What a life. What a world. <laughs> what a world. I would be terrible at broadcast news. I would never. I, my face, first of all. I don't have resting bitch face. So I my I would just my face would just contort and you would see disdain, displeasure, disgust. You would just see it on my face. There's no makeup for that. I would not be able to contain myself. And even if I even if I could contain myself, my eyes would roll so far back in my head that someone would have to hit me in the back of my hit me in my back to shake them forward. That's how <laughs> That's how bad I would be at broadcast news. <laughs> I just couldn't sit there and listen to people be stupid. I just couldn't do it. I cannot do it. I can barely do it on the radio. And I don't talk to stupid people on the radio. As you can tell, as you can tell from the guests that I have on, I have pretty damn good guests. I don't, none of them are stupid. None of them say ridiculous things. 
I mean, one or two say ridiculous things, but you know, in the context, overall context of things, I could live with that. I could live with a little stupidity. I cannot live with a whole lot of stupidity. That's why I wouldn't be good at news. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be doing it. I tell you what I would be good at though. I do, I'd like to do like remember Joan Rivers used to do fashion, fashion roundup. I would do fashion roundup, but I wouldn't be mean. Like she was a little too mean on. She was kind of mean on some things, not all the time, but she was a little cutting on something, but she had impeccable taste. So, you know, honestly, you can say whatever you want. She had impeccable taste. She dressed, she dressed, she knew how, she knew the assignment. She'd always dress well. So she had good taste and I admire her for her taste. So anyway, I have to tell you, I found a, um, before I go, I found a really great cocktail. I was over at, um, my favorite haunt wine thief. I was picking up a bottle of wine. I picked up a wonderful Argentinian Cabernet, um, a Pasha, uh, a little higher than the price point than I would like, but the label was so pretty. But I didn't drink that last night. I picked up two, two ready-made cocktails. I picked up Drink Mechanic, which comes in a four-pack cans. And it's, um, it's, it's a mezcal cocktail. And then I picked up a, a margarita jalapeno cocktail. Um, by another uh, outfit. The margarita jalapeno cocktail was a little too sweet, has stevia in it. I, I don't like sweet cocktails, right? Like that's not my thing. You know, I don't, I don't like the, I, I like maybe a hint, but that was just way too sweet for me. But, 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 uh, but the, uh, the drink mechanic cocktail, the mezcal, it was hitting on all cylinders. And uh, I'll go back and let them know I really like that. I think I'm going to keep that in the fridge. I'm just going to keep them in the fridge because it was just so, it was just way too good. It was just way too good. So that's all I'm going to say. So if you want to know about it, it's up on my Facebook page if you follow me. And everybody doesn't follow me because I got, I got more people sitting in my queue than I got in my friend feed. <laughs> I just don't like all those people looking. There's too many people. <laughs> too many people. So anyway, um, that's where it's at. So I enjoyed that that mezcal cocktail. And I've never had a mezcal cocktail. I like mezcal all on its own with a little lime in it, you know, twisted lime. I like it over ice. That's how I like it. So to have it as a cocktail was really, really refreshing because I like that smoky flavor of the mezcal. So I was, I was quite impressed. So now I'm like, I need people to make me mezcal cocktails everywhere we go. I mean, I've had a couple of mezcal cocktails out and about and I like them. So I, cause I like tequila. So there's that, but I like, now I'm into this whole clean tequila thing. You know, it has to be clean, like not that Casamigos mask. And I knew why, now I understand why I was liking Casamigos because it has so many additives for the flavor that, you know, artificial vanilla, lots of sugar. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I was, I think I was digging that and it wasn't terribly sweet to me, but it had a hint of like when you drink rum, had that, that little flavor to it. Um, but now that I know better, I'm not drinking any of that stuff. That's celebrity stuff. Y'all can have it. I want really clean tequilas. Clean, additive-free, agave, 100% agave, made by Mexicans, owned by Mexicans. That's the only tequila I want. That's it. 
Y'all can have everything else. So I'm on my way out. Um, I'll be back tomorrow slinging my own brand of whatever this is. And uh, Paul will be back too with Word on the Street. And Harry will show up at some point. He's They probably got him working like a Hebrew slave. <laughs> Behind the scenes. So, so anyway, uh, y'all have a good day. Be safe out there. And uh, 